Welcome to this edition of Alaska's Political Pipeline. The Anchorage Municipal Election is on April 4th, 2023. We asked all of the candidates running for the seven assembly seats to speak with us. Here's a portion of those conversations with the candidates for District 1, Seat B. John Trueblood declined our on-camera interview, but he, along with the other candidates, answered an online questionnaire, which you can find on alaskasnewsource.com. First, our reporter Joe Kadat sat down with District 1 Seat B challenger Nicholas Danger. Talk about yourself. Introduce yourself to maybe somebody who doesn't know who you are. Okay, Nicholas Danger. I've been up here since 1976. I've done various jobs, construction, worked on a slope, was in the fire department, did some security, um, done pretty good for myself, was married, and uh, have a couple of kids, and now I'm kind of by myself, and wanted, I want to, like, this is the second time I've run for the assembly. I did two terms, voted in for the Girdwood Board of Supervisors, and then for nine years I was the chairman of the Public Safety Advisory Commission. It's appointed by the mayor and uh, works with the assembly, with the fire department and police department. And my co-chair was Lauren Lehman at the time. So what motivated you to want to throw your hat in this? The um, What I don't like is when members run unopposed and uh, the current sitting member has run twice unopposed. So um, when I got put into his district, I ran right down and put my name in. So you've got to give options to the voters. I believe that 100%. So, because then if they pick whatever, then it's their choice. But to, to run unimposed is just wrong as far as I'm concerned. In this country, there should always be at least two choices. And what are some important issues to you in the district? Um, I want to, um, I've dealt with the assembly again for quite a long time and I, I think they need to be a little friendlier, they need to be a little more business savvy and they need to be more pro-Anchorage than what they're doing right now. And um, I'd like to offer that um, to the people, so. In what, in, in what ways would you improve relations between the assembly and the mayor's office? Well, I would, well, talk to them a little bit more, kind of get a communications going with them and, and you know, they're fighting. It's crazy, you know. It's like eighth grade fighting. Stop. Get along, man. We're all on the same page. We're trying to do the right thing. So it's the uh, attitude and the uh, the commitment to not be open is crazy. And this assembly right here is not friendly with the public. They have they have had closed meetings. They've they've thrown the public out of the assembly chambers before. Shut it down to just members. I mean, that's nuts. The people are the one that voted for you. You're, you're supposed to be working for them, not, you know, the king of whatever. So that, it really confuses me. And you know, I believe in a public process 100%. But you've got to listen to the people. You've got to get them in front of you and tell them what's going on. So, so how would you try to mend relations with the mayor's office? Would you knock on his door and say, "Hey, I want to have lunch with you"? Absolutely. Hey, let's sit down and talk. You and me. Let's have a nice conversation and find out what. The problem is, and let's fix it. Everything can be fixed, but you can't do it by avoiding and talking behind people's back and and stuff like that. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's like a, a little game to them, and it's just wrong. They've been doing it for six years now. So, 
So you would try to be more transparent with the Absolutely. public. Thank you very much. Transparency, I think, is the most important thing in politics. And, and we're getting away from that. Everything's now behind closed doors and being secretive. And it's just, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be having work for the public. You forgot that, who you're working for. You're working for the taxpayer. I'm a property owner and I pay taxes and it's nuts what we're paying right now. And it went up again. So, What do you think some of the more important issues are in the district? Number one, I'd, I'd like to get property tax lowered and, and get a little bit of a stable budget going. I think we're throwing a lot of money in the wrong places. And, um, you, and you need to talk to people about it. You can't just decide for yourself what you think is right. You need to talk to the people and take in that input and not be scared of it, you know? No, I'm not scared of people. I like people. Bring it on. I don't. If you argue with me, that's fine. As long as I hear you, so take it into consideration. Not get an attitude. Attitude's terrible. So, what do you tell people when they ask you why should I vote for you? Um, I'm the opposite of what there is right now, and I'm trying to give you an option to see if that you're interested in that. And that's the whole point. I mean, again, we have terrible voter turnout here. It's unbelievable um, what's going on with that. So I just recently ran for a representative down in Juneau. The total count for our whole district was less than 3,000 votes. Really? There's way more people in this district than 3,000 people. So, you know, we need to figure this out and make it work a little bit better. What sets you aside from the other candidates? I think I have a little bit more common sense. I have definitely got more longevity here. I've been here longer than anybody sitting on the assembly pretty much right now. So, um, and I think that's important. I know the streets, I know the people, I know the districts. And uh, that, that brings a lot to the table because um, I know what's going on. I mean, I interact with people, I talk to them and, and that's important. Because again, you're working for them. That's what we're forgetting, that elected officials work for the public. You know, it's not an elite little group that you're supposed to, you know, close door this, close door that. That's wrong. And that's, again, the transparency problem. And we have it huge here. And now, Vice Chair of the Assembly, Christopher Constant, who is running for his third term. During your time on the assembly, I can imagine you've seen a lot of ups and downs. Um, why make the argument to voters to keep you on the assembly rather than getting somebody brand new in right now? Well, the argument to keep me on the assembly is that the work is not done yet. I've served for the last six years through some very challenging times. I believe I've stood the test of leadership and have um, provided for my neighbors the steady hand on the till that they've needed to see while we went through a global pandemic and then a leadership change that brought chaos and disorder to our city. And so I think my district, my neighbors are going to support uh, continuity and the steady hand. Got it. What do you say to a voter who says, just in general, if somebody walked up to you on the street and said, hey, I'm thinking about who I'm going to vote for. I'm torn between these other two guys. Why should I vote for you? Well, I think the first thing, the first argument for voting for me as opposed to the other two people on the ballot is experience. We have a very complex system of government. When an individual calls in need of support from 
their representative on the assembly. I know exactly who to call, where and when to call them to get the best response possible. In these challenging times where we have encampments of people across our districts and where we are struggling to provide food, the state is not fulfilling their commitments for basic food aid. You know, it's good to have somebody who knows who and where and when to call to get the job done. And what are some of the key important issues coming into a new term? Well, we continue to have the major challenge of the Port of Alaska. You know, that project has seen some steady progress, and yet at the last minute of the last year, we've seen some regression towards an expanding project. What we need to do in that, in that area is ensure that we have a port that is the, the right port and that will last for the next 50 years so that we can continue 80% of the goods that come into this state, making it to where they need to go and so Alaskans can prosper. And the number one priority for the assembly for this upcoming year is housing policy. We have a, a really important housing shortage happening right now. When we think of people who are out on the streets and who are um, suffering from a lack of affordable housing, the answer to that problem is housing. And so and we need housing at all levels. And you'll see me focus for the next three years on ensuring Anchorage's housing policy is catching up to the demand that we have not seen met for the last 15 years. And some other topics, may, or other, some other issues that you think are Well, we have ongoing concerns of uh, public safety and EMS response. The Assembly has been working hard. We created what's called a mobile crisis team, which is a response team that's able to provide a new and important layer of protective support for people who are going through crisis on the streets. We've been working now for two years to achieve 24-7 service and that, that effort's been stymied a bit by the administration who continues to dawdle on the question of how we get to 24-7. But we don't need that service just from eight to five, Monday through Friday. We don't just need that service eight to five, Monday through Friday. We need it on the weekend at night when people are in crisis. And so that's another area we've been working really diligently on. And I think that broadly, the assembly has been diligent in, in doing our best to stay in front of issues of inflation and help keep affordability in our community. And that's the work I'm gonna keep doing. And I know before the interview, you, you said that to you, um, it's irrelevant or maybe you didn't use that word, but a lot of the other candidates or every single candidate I'm interviewing for this, I'm saying, how do you improve <coughs> relations between the assembly and the mayor's office? Right. And what I said about that, that question is asked a lot. How do you improve relations between the assembly and the mayor's office? Here's the simple fact. There's a whole cadre of candidates who are coming up that say, I want to bring balance to the assembly. The assembly is actually the balance to the administration. And at this point, we've seen such a lack of competency and unwillingness to work with the assembly that the question is unfairly framed to say it's the assembly's responsibility to be the one with the olive branch. I spent a year in a room with Joe Gerace and Larry Baker attempting to come up with a resolution to the homelessness question, and there was no good faith in those debates. And so the mayor is the one who's responsible to bring ideas, but it's the assembly that sets the policy for this city, and it's the mayor's responsibility to implement that policy. And so I don't believe it's a fair question to ask those of us who've been standing against this incompetent administration what we're going to do to smooth the waters. We're going to hold this mayor accountable to the code and to the law and to the policies that are set, and that's the bottom line. And what do you say to some of the candidates that I've spoke with who have said that they 
are going to try to represent, in their words, the people better than the current assembly members. Some of the candidates who say that they, they don't think, in their words, some of the assembly members represent their districts. Right. The beauty of our electoral system is the fact that every three or so years, the voters get to interview and hire either the same back candidates or new candidates. And so I am proud the representation that I've provided for my district. And I am pretty confident, I'm hopeful that my neighbors are gonna say yes to my name on their ballots in April. And that's just gonna be one more affirmation to the community and to this mayor that I am a representative of this district and I have done my job with honor. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Alaska's Political Pipeline. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. The Anchorage Municipal Election is on April 4th, 2023.